It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, June 1st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that cannot believe it's June, Russ. Like, how did that happen? Uh, the calendar waits for nobody. Well, we also don't wait for your mailbag questions. We'll have those coming up on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with the incredible Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all our episodes and Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. On today's show, we are going to talk about a little bit of Flyers news up front, and then we will get to your mailbag questions. There's some great ones today. Excited to get to them. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so you can subscribe over there as well. So we have a deadline today where as of recording, which was yesterday, so we could have different information by the time you're listening to this, but we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's show, if indeed that is the case. But June 1st is the deadline to sign Flyers prospect Connor McLennan. And if not, then his rights expire and he's free to look elsewhere Uh, If you recall, he is a sixth round pick from the 2020 draft. He's a forward. We've talked about him a couple of times over Mm -hmm. this past season because he's had such a tremendous season for the Winnipeg Ice out in the WHL. 43 goals, 38 assists, 81 points in 62 games this season. Plus, he had eight goals and 13 assists for 21 points in 15 playoff games. Uh, so just a tremendous season for Connor McLennan. Uh, also on that list is Marcus Westfall, not likely to sign. Uh, he's in the second tier in the Swedish league right now. So we can kind of put him aside for now. But the real issue is Connor McLennan. What's going on here, Russ? I think they're going to sign him. I think um, for whatever reason, it's going down to the wire. But I think it's going to happen. I would also like to think precipitously that hey if they sign him and somehow his teammate Matt Savoy slips to number five that the Flyers would look at that and say hmm these guys play well together because sometimes combinations are good um and they play on the same power play so that's something to think about but at any rate I liked what McLennan gave last year in camp I remember talking to him after the draft and I was like, yeah, this kid's got a good head on his shoulders and watched him. And I said, "Hmm, there's something there. And then he came in for camp. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my initial take was, hey, nobody probably saw a lot of him in the AJHL. But then with Winnipeg, he was starting to show things in camp, playing against, you know, some older players. Uh, He had scored on Urson. Uh, That impressed me. He, He could really make some good passes, accurate passes. That was showing up. His stick and puck was a little uh, off, but, you know, again, that's something where you're in a camp with a bunch of new people. Sometimes it's not going to click, but I saw the tools, and to me, he's a toolsy guy. 
Yeah, and I think if you put that together with the kind of season he's had this past year, I think that built confidence for him. And so I certainly hope that the Flyers are working fast and furious to get that contract done. But uh, I don't know. Weird offseason for the Flyers. So we'll oh, it's, 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 look, it, it's a complete head scratcher for a lot of different reasons. But this should be a no brainer. Yeah, hopefully it's just a logistical thing. And right. th- they needed to figure out the timing to get it together to actually sign the thing. So hopefully everything is all good on that front and we're panicking over nothing. Yeah, maybe, you know, flight from Winnipeg takes a little while, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. A little bit of non-Flyers related coaching carousel news. I feel like we need a theme song for when we talk about this. Like, this is going to go a long time. This isn't ending anytime soon. So Tariq El-Bashir, who covers the Washington Capitals, noted that uh, Capitals assistant coach Scott Arneal, uh, who was an assistant with the team for the past four years, is heading to Winnipeg as an associate coach, which is really interesting because they have not hired their head coach yet. Mm. So it's uh, he's an interesting case because he did coach the Columbus Blue Jackets right, about 10 that. years ago for a couple of years. He was also an assistant for the Rangers when Alain Vigneault was there and part of their Stanley Cup run in 2014. So I think that, you know, there are teams making moves now with a guy like this and the fact that he was available and not somebody that maybe we would have been aware that he would be available, uh, that his contract with the Capitals had ended and he just decided to move on. Yeah, actually, like, you know, it's the most basic, duh, Trotz notes him. He's been with them since 2018-19. So mm-hmm. did Barry ask them to get him? And if they get him, Maybe. he signs there? Yeah, I think there's a chance of that. Yeah, I think so, too. So it, it, I think those dots connect themselves, especially yeah. because of the fact that they haven't officially hired anybody yet in the head coaching job. And you wouldn't hire an assistant like that unless there was something to it, right? Right. And again, it kind of burns the GM a little if if Trotz can steal them. So that's another, you know, thing there, whether whether they're done with them or not, there's still that friction between Trotz and management in Washington. Yep. I think it's uh, it's real interesting in, in D.C. right now with what their team might look like next year. Speaking of that coaching carousel, uh, we got some really fun and interesting feedback on our discussion we did on yesterday's show about the coaching search and the different Mm -hmm. candidates. And I think the overall sentiment that we got in response to the episode is that people are really frustrated, as we are, with the lack of transparency in the process and that it doesn't match up with this aggressive retool tone that they're trying to send to all of us that they're trying to make things happen but at the same time if you're going to keep everything quiet and hush hush about this coaching search it doesn't match up right i think that this is a function of too many cooks in the kitchen hard to have that message stay on brand with all of them it's just too many people like, you know, if we start doing the show outside of you and me and we say this is going to be the theme of the show, 
it's more likely to get derailed with more people that we add, right? Because it's just, you know, more personalities, whatever. I think that's what's going on here. Exactly. I, I think the other major sentiment, which you know, we said was that Trotz would be a great candidate to coach the Flyers, but he just isn't likely to come to the team right. for a whole host of reasons, which we talked about on yesterday's show. If you haven't listened to it, go back. I think it was a really good summary of everything that's going on, especially with Barry Trotz that, you know, even though I picked him for my number one candidate, I recognize that it wasn't likely to happen but we did get a couple of plus but you ones always for- you always dream big you do i do i try listen i've loved this team for a lot of years and i i want good things for it Russ. <laughs> uh we did like i was just saying uh get a couple plus ones for our suggestions or our thoughts about john tortorella and jim montgomery so that was good to hear as well and i, I do think there's some support in the fan base for both of those guys yeah montgomery's name did surface as one the flyers are interested in so finally after all this um that's come out i forget who who had that but so there's that and that's good uh in the end he could end up being the guy he is my number one and if that's the case that's fine uh still would have liked to seen trots actually show up in philly but people are now telling me that Maybe they're doing Zoom calls, but I'm old-fashioned that way. I want a guy to come here so I can show him the facilities, uh, give him the horse and pony show, show him the – even if you don't want to go and drive to Voorhees, show him what we got going on in Voorhees. I don't think you can accomplish all that on a Zoom call. But apparently, yeah. unless it's very close, these guys don't want to come now. I can certainly understand that, especially if you're at your cottage for the summer, right? Yeah, but, you know, this is your job. Like, I get you at the cottage. How long does one day? It's one day out of your life. Like, I would go to Winnipeg for one day and then tell them, absolutely, I'm not living in the city. But at least I would go. No, that's totally fair. Totally (laughs) fair. All right. One other piece of feedback we got, which was pretty interesting as well. There were lots of people uh, who listened to our episode on Monday about Travis Konechny, about trade options if the team were to trade him a lot of people really want to keep him and they really think that a change in coach will be a, the difference for him and you know the right system will create an environment where he can thrive and that people don't think the return would be enough to match what he could potentially do next year i mean look the return is never what you was especially with fans what what you would want or think of that player but this will be his third coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how many coaches are you going to give him? Like, that's where you have to start asking yourself. Right. I, I think there is a, a fine line there in terms of when is it the change of scenery that will make the difference as opposed right. to just change in system or, or coach. And I love Travis Konechny. Uh, I just think that there may be an opportunity there as well. And I would like to know what that is in terms of a deal. Yeah. All right. We will get to your mailbag questions up next. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? They're going to choose the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, from expert mechanics to beginner do-it-yourselfers. And they're going to have everything you could need. They're from 
brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need for your car, you're going to be able to find it and get your car in shape. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we have a favor to ask you. We at Locked On have put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. Won't take very long. And if you complete a survey, you qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. That's exciting. That's good. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And thanks so much for your help. All right. Diving into the mailbag. Uh, Brendan asks, and this is mostly for you, Russ, uh, when you were talking about the core players, who Mm. are the veteran players who are still with the team that you referred to in the discussions of what can happen with this team if this particular group of veterans turn the coach off? So who is that core? Okay, so Couturier, Provorov, Konechny is still in it for however much longer, Faraby, those to me are are the main ones and Kevin Hayes. So that's five. That's, that's their core. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty spot on. And I think that's the group that's going to make or break whatever happens with this next coach. Yep. So along those lines, another good question that came in, what is the threshold for change on a team where you can truly change the culture? Well, I mean, I think they want to make change, but like the Rolling Stones said, you can't always get what you want because you don't have a lot of cap space. You may not be able to have, <laughs> find a team that wants players that you want to trade. You may not get the coach you want. I mean, this could be an off season of not getting exactly what you want. In a situation where you really need a vast culture change in order to turn things around or just create a new attitude, you can't. You have to swap out a certain number of players on the mm-hmm. roster because you can't just have like old habits but at the same time you need an identity and so if you change too much it might take too long for things to come together right and and get the chemistry that you need so I do think it's a delicate balance there but I do think with the Flyers they absolutely need to create a winning attitude that just hasn't been there and and that's a tough mountain to climb so I I think it's the bar is going to be pretty high and it's going to take a lot for them to make this culture change, given, you know, to your point, they can't do a lot of it because of the cap issues. And the longer you wait for a coach, the longer all this gets stalled. Like, I, I get it. Some teams feel like, ah, eh, you can wait on a coach. It's fine. But if you're looking to make this culture change and the GM keeps making moves, like, even though there may be prospect moves, like, let's just say you get McLennan and then the next coach who comes in says, yeah, I remember our team scouted him. We didn't like him. You know, like these things could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the reasons why they're holding off on a bunch of other things as well right now. But we do. We just have that deadline with McLennan. Yeah. All right. So specifically to John Tortorella, if the Flyers hire John Tortorella, what can Cam Atkinson do 
to help with the transition. I mean, he could basically tell the guys, listen, I played for torts. I had great years for torts. I respect the guy. Uh, I like dogs. Torts likes dogs. That's good. If you like <laughs> a dog, you'll like torts. Uh, sometimes torts is nicer to dogs than people. Um, I don't think Cam would say that, but he might tell them that in a, a dark part of the locker room. But in the end, uh, it's always like a 60-40 that they seem to like torts more than they don't, especially if he's winning. When he's not winning, then that's when they tend to really not like him because then they don't want to do all the extraordinary things that he wants you to do to be a winner. So I think Cam could at least talk about how you may not like the way this is for practice and you may not like this, but he gets results. Yeah, I think practice is really the part of it that's going to be key for me with Cam Atkinson, especially with Claude Giroux gone. Giroux was the guy that kind of set the tone in practice for, for being, you know, hardworking and the model for practice attitude. And I think Cam Atkinson would have to step up and fill that role, especially because he would know what is required of you with John Tortorella blowing the whistle. Right. So I think that that would require him to really just take ownership of the team in terms of practice and making sure you get everything out of them. Uh, especially in the early parts of the season when everybody's getting used to it. All right, next question. Do you think the Flyers are holding off on re-signing anyone else until the coach is hired? Without question. Because, again, the further you go down this hallway, you can't be as flexible with when the coach comes in and says, this is what I envision. Uh, it's going to be harder to meet in the middle when you know, you've already made X amount of moves and now – the only other moves you can make are either hockey trades or cap moves. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. I, I just think that they really are going to need to bring whoever this in as part of that process, which is going to be another cook. So it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of contracts, uh, somebody that got a two-way deal late in the season, Hayden Hodgson, what do you offer him for the next season contract-wise? I, I'm still only giving him a year, but I will give him uh, a two-way because there'll be a certain amount of games I think he can fulfill for the Flyers. Now, if they're a playoff team, Hayden Hodgson may not be on it, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think that's why he could fill a good role. And let's see. Who knows? There are guys that are overlooked all the time in this league. I mean, Patrick Maroon took a long way or, you know, long trip around the sun, including in Philly until he won a cup. And now he's winning cups all the time. So let's just see. I mean, you got him here. You get him signed. You don't go crazy with a two-year deal. Just give him his one year. Let's see what he can do. If he becomes invaluable, hey, you could up his deal during the season. Yeah, I think so, too. It might be interesting if they offer him one year over the summer, but say if you wait until camp, and if you perform well at camp, we might put two years on the table and give yeah. him the choice on what yeah, to do. Yeah, you can wave the carrot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I would do with him because um, I do think he's earned another two-way deal. But I just – I think you're right. Just a one-year deal is the right way to go unless he's willing to, you know, see what he's like up against the competition at camp. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we talked about Connor McLennan and having that 
uh, June 1st deadline, will the Flyers try and sign any of the other players from other teams on that June 1st deadline list? They should, but the issue is going to be, I think, when is Frost? Frost is July 1st? It's something like either June 25th or June July 25th. 1st. He's a it's June 25th. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what the Flyers contract situation will be at that moment. Like if they're going to be at 50 and then it resets on July 1st. If that's the case, they may have to wait. And some of these guys could get scooped up. But I would still go for Tony Utunen. Uh, I like him. He's already signed for next year with the Pelicans. So like mm-hmm. he's, you know, let him play over there. That's fine. Uh, but I would. That's I would over give, in Finland. That's over in Finland. Sorry. Um, I would still give him a two-year deal, even though he's five eleven. He's a terrific skater, and he is a shutdown guy. And I think, like Kimo Timonen was, even though he had offense in his game, he turned out to be a, a terrific defenseman. I think it's possible to have these guys do that in this league, but you have to give them a chance. And there are some organizations that don't want guys that are that size, especially in that role, because they envision it for someone bigger. So be a, be a, you know, a trendsetter here and go after a guy that still has talent and see what you can get because defensemen do not grow on trees. Yeah, he was drafted in 2018 by the Canucks. Yep. So that's where he's been spending his time since then. It'll be interesting to see who does and doesn't get signed off of this list and, and what opportunities there may be there. But we have more questions coming up next, but first we're going to hear about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we've got a few more questions for our mailbag. What is the plan B for the Flyers next year? If Chuck Fletcher is counting on Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, and Ryan Ellis being healthy, does he have a backup plan, given that this year's didn't quite work out? I'd like to tell you yes. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're, you know, going with the medicals and saying he'll be there. Everything else is going to be good. And, you know, all the younger players are going to take a step forward. And we have a new coach. And all these things are going to work out. But we know they're not all going to work out. And Ryan Else is probably the first one that could, you know, not work out. Yeah, I think his plan B is going to have to be the younger prospects because he won't yep. have the cap space. And if he winds up signing a bunch of veterans and and pushes out any opportunities for the prospects, I am also going to be mad because you can't do that two years in a row to these kids. You just can't it, to have any chance of knowing what they can do at the NHL level for sustained periods of time. That's something I harped on a lot at the end of the season when they mm-hmm. were giving these guys one or two games instead of a five game tryout and I just they can't do that again I will be mad personally I will take it personally oh, listen when Nate Thompson was getting shifts and Yando was still getting shifts like you know I was asking myself why one of those prospects is Samu Tuamala got a question on him what is his path 
to the Flyers right now? How long do we think it'll take to get him back to North America? Well, last year was a, a lost year. It was a horrible year. Um, I've been told that that won't happen again, but you never know. I mean, again, when a player's playing over there, uh, you lose a certain amount of power and accountability over that player. So you hope that he could play a full season with one team and do very well. That's the goal. Will that happen? I don't know. He played with multiple teams last year. He didn't do much of anything. Me personally, I would have brought him over and have him play in the OHL or something like that. Did they even have the conversation with him? I don't know. But at this point, I feel like he needs games. He's got a great shot. He's a good skater and he's tricky out there. But there's development time now that we have to gain back for this guy. Yeah, I think that it was really unfortunate. And, you know, we talked about it when they the Flyers hired Sammy Kapanen. Mm -hmm. And I certainly hope that he gets some extra attention this upcoming year from Sammy and the team overall, just to really give him the best shot at turning things around and coming over for the following. But just to give you an example, like, you know, he's not even a blip on the world championship team thought. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Where he should be at this point. All right. Last question. Who is your early candidate for next season for a breakout performance for the Flyers? Breakout next year. I'll still go with Noah Cates. I I still feel pretty confident with that. Uh, I'll get a look at camp, you know, and see. But right now I'm going to go with that. I'm picking Cam York. I think that he got some real good quality time in the latter parts of the season. But in some ways it was pretty sheltered because there was no pressure because the team was just bad and they weren't going to make the playoffs. But I think that this is his time to step up. It's a clean slate with a new season. They're going to have to depend on him to take that next step as a defenseman on this team, again, because of all of the other issues, which we discuss ad nauseum with building this roster. And I especially think on the power play, he has a real opportunity to, to take a spot and, and get that extra ice time and show what he can do and uh, really just go to town and, and yeah. show why he was the Flyers' number one pick that year. So I like it. I'm going to pick Cam York. Speaking of Cam York, what a fortuitous uh, transition here for our Flyers fun thing. Uh, Cam York is spending some quality time this offseason, went fishing. Holy smokes, did he catch a good one. Uh, Posted it to his Instagram and uh, caught a couple of really nice fish. He also has some cute dogs that he He threw there in this photo gallery. But um, looks like he's having a good time this offseason, and I'm glad he's having fun fishing because he's got to come back uh, ready to work next season. Yeah, I appreciate the dog picks. I kind of wonder because that fish looked eerily similar to the other fish. Is he just reposting the one fish that he had the big catch with and making us think he had more? Hmm. No, I think there's a couple of different kinds of fish. The heads okay. look very different. Okay. So I'm going to give him credit. He would not do that to no, us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Uh, all right. That'll do it for today's show. Uh, tomorrow, very exciting. We're going to go back to some prospect talk and really dive into why teams boards might look different than some of the prospect writers out there and what goes into all that. 
Uh, very excited to talk about that. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. If you want us to answer a mailbag question, you can send them to us via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com, or you can post a comment on our YouTube channel. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup final victory, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. You can catch me on the Friday show. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.